Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. And welcome to the Better Your Business Show. Here we discuss your most important business challenges and provide you with practical solutions to help you better your business. Yeah, so we all, <laughs> I guess we're all going to talk at once now. Um, we all know that building a business doesn't come with an instruction manual, you know, so our goal is to turn your roadblocks into bite-sized pieces to help you better your business. So whether you are joining us live or watching the replay, because Tehran is muted, there he is. <laughs> Make sure you take the Pillar 5 assessment at pillar5.com forward slash try. Thank you guys for holding me down like that. that all you guys watching, if you're entrepreneurs, mompreneurs, or any kind of preneur at all, you have all of the energy and, and uh, ingredients needed to accomplish your dreams, which you may not have are experts that you can sit with, get step-by-step -step directions, really show you how to build out your goals so, so it can be crystallized. And that's why we bring it to you on the show. Yes. So whether you are joining us live or watching the replay, make sure you go to pillar5.com, take your free assessment, and then join us live in our virtual studio so we can address any questions or concerns that you have throughout the show. Awesome. Who do we have today, Natalie? All right. So this morning, we are going to be going over management and leadership development. And we have the fabulous Masha Pavlova here with us this morning. She is the founder of U Brand, and uh, she has her own photography studio. In a nutshell, what she does is she helps women and influencers be branded, marketed themselves in business. She is also um, an upcoming author of a uh, annual book series for small business that has been a number one bestseller. So Masha Pavlova here with us this morning. Can we bring her into the studio? <laughs> Excited. All right, Masha. Hi. Good morning. We're happy to have you here with us. Good Welcome morning. So glad to be here. Awesome. So this morning, I know we're going to be going over um, leadership, develop management, and you have quite the background in that. So share with us a little bit about how you brand got started, a little bit about your journey. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. So uh, funny enough, MTP Studio, my, my branding and photography studio I've had for about nine years, a uh, couple of years ago has been the most successful year of my life. I was cruising. Everything was great. You know, I was meeting the numbers, booking three months out. And then um, I something happened. You know, I, I uh, came back from a conference two days later, ended up in the emergency room. Uh, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, everything got taken away. So I couldn't walk. I couldn't I really use my eyes. My hands weren't working. Uh, if you've ever held a camera, they're usually pretty big. I couldn't even hold my phone. So everything I knew was out the window. And after sitting with that for a while, you know, uh, all of the all of the whys is happening to me, which gets old very quickly, as we know, um, it was this occurrence of this understanding 
that I did this to myself. Uh, that we have something that occurs in the entrepreneurial world that we consider normal, uh, which is overwhelm. We wear, uh, you know, I wore busyness as a badge. I wore like, look at how, look at how full my schedule is. Look at how, you know, I can go in on a couple of weekends without taking a break. I'm okay with that. And at some point, what we don't realize is our body just decides to shut down, which is what happened. So from that space, from this realization, when everything was taken away, um, it was really this this pause that happened that allowed me to say, okay, what is it that I'm really here to do? What is it that I'm really here to address? Um, and I wanted to address this problem that entrepreneurs face, that we have these norms that do not serve us, that are not sustainable. And I started gathering leaders around the idea of changing, instead of just talking about mindset, instead of just talking about things that need to shift uh, within the small business uh, world, it's really about how do we get all of the people who are trying to make that change bring them into the same place, bring them into the same, into the same room and create the resources needed for businesses to move forward uh, sustainably and in a healthy manner. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was my first time of hearing, you know, your, your story there. And I guess the first thing that came to mind is, you know, short of our body shutting down, you know, what are some of the practical ways that we can help entrepreneurs, business owners, understand, you know, what are some of the ways that you guys are teaching them how not to get to that point? Absolutely. What a great question. So a lot of it, and, and what I would love to talk about today is mindset. That's what I'm talking about in, in this book that uh, I, I'm authoring uh, as a part of the author team for this, uh, for this volume, volume five. And really the mindset, people think, people dismiss mindset very quickly because they want to do the practical, but the practical needs to connect to something. It needs to be in alignment. And so what I talk about a lot, what I personally teach is that, that this alignment, uh, if we do things outside of it, it, we can have the same action, but without the intention, it's not going to come off the same way. It's going to have a negative impact on ourselves, on our business and uh, on our clients and anybody who we serve. And so how, how can we really understand where we are, uh, honor that space and connect that space to our clients. And then from there, you have the practical pieces about, you know, everything that I do systems does, uh, providing the roadmap and then connecting that to the coaches, which is the you brand side is how do we connect you to the person to serve the current need that you have without, um, you know, scrolling out and, and just going after what looks, uh, what looks like the best option to solve all your problems. Cause we know those don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So it's basically, is it mindset coaching? You brand. <clears throat> Excuse me. So tell me more about you brand. So is, is you brand mindset coaching? So the you brand connects you to the people that you need to move your business <clears throat> forward. Uh, we have three key elements of the you brand. So we have the business side, which is what we lean on, kind of what uh, it it addresses the known problem, right? The known problem that entrepreneurs have is that uh, they don't know what the next steps that they need to take are. They use IJO systems. And what the UBrand side does is we really address, okay, so now that you've identified your problem, who's going to help you with it? Because, you know, sometimes you need uh, the data yourself so you can go and do it uh, for your uh, on your own. Sometimes you need a coach. A lot of times you need a coach. I'm a huge uh, I'm a huge uh, fan of having multiple mentors. I've always had multiple mentors in my life, multiple coaches to support you, uh, having the right teams around you. So the U-Brand helps you build out all of those pieces on what it is that you need. The other two aspects of it, um, so I think of the U-Brand as a pyramid, right? We have at the top, we have the business side. Then we have two parts that are kind of, they're equally as important, but they're in the background. So one of those pieces is health. So because of my own story, 
uh, I can advocate for that. But I think we forget, we think that we're uh, on some level invincible. Mm -hmm. We think that we can push and push and push uh, and we don't need the rest that our bodies need and our bodies sometimes just say, this is enough, it's enough. <laughs> so um, we are addressing the moment as a standard business practice. So just like you have standard business practices of checking your emails, of replying to clients, of doing this, 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 you know, your marketing, your branding, your uh, financial work, you know, every, whatever you need to do, healthcare, wellness, preventative healthcare should be a part of that process. And the last piece, the third piece, again, equally as important is community and giving back. So we believe in a win-win-win outcome. So it's a situation where um, it's not, it's no longer about me versus you, me or you, either I can win or you can win. Instead, how can we create an outcome where everybody wins? Um, and so what we're teaching through the Ubrand system and the Ubrand model is really how do you build giving back into your business along with profits? So um, there's the, the profit first model by Michael Kahnemans, right? He talks about taking 10% uh, from before you do anything else to be able to profit um, from your business, to be able to have that structured in. Now, if we can live off of 90%, what if we could live off of 80, right? Or if 10% is too much, let's do 1% and 1%, right? So if you can live off of 99%, what if you can live off of 98 and the other 1% or 10% can go back to your community? Build that into your business, shift your focus to that. And if we talk about mindset, especially, oh my gosh, I work with women, Gonna go on a random tangent here. Give me one second here. Bear with me. Bear with me. This is so close to my heart. I can't even tell you. So, in my business, I mainly work with women, um, and we do this thing. And men do this too. Um, my observation, though, is, is is working with with women. We do this thing. We undervalue ourselves, especially when it comes to the service-based industries. In service-based industry, when we have a service-based business, we. Uh, tend to think of ourselves as the business. And so it provide, it, it's about the value that I have that I'm providing through my business. And because we undervalue ourselves, we undervalue our time, our, our pricing shows that. And it's a, it's a big uh, block that we have in our mindset. And it needs to be addressed. However, there's an easier path around that. Imagine being able to shift your attention away from your own ego, away from what it is that you're doing, your own self-worth, whatever you know challenges you have, which still need to be addressed but shifting your perspective to giving back and what you can do for your community, what, how your business growing can impact the people around you, the people that you care about, the causes that matter to you. Um, and by building that into your business, you're no longer giving back from an empty cup because you still have your profit built in, just like you have the, the uh, community giving back aspect built in, but that's where you place your focus. So it's a win-win-win, you serve your client, you build your business and your community grows from your success. Wow. Yeah, I know Natalie. You perk right up. She went right up your alley. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I was looking at you and I, I was like, I love this. I love this. But it's so true because, you know, Masha and I love the, <laughs> the pyramid example of it too. They're in the background. But even just as I hear you say that, it's that's where the real juice comes from anyways, right? That's where the real fulfillment comes from. And it gives you that balance of, hey, I'm still growing my business. I'm still going after my ambitious ambitions. I'm still having self-care. I'm still taking care of myself. It's not, if I'm not grinding it all day, I don't want it bad enough or whatever these things are we say to ourselves, right? And it's also giving back, making a difference. And we know that's where the real juice of life comes from is when we have all those three things in alignment and being in order. So I just love so much what you guys stand for. 
And then obviously you've had your journey where you had to go through it. So as you were, you know, um, getting your health back in line and you were meeting with the influencers around you and you were like, hey, we need to make, we need to change this. And you've decided to partner up with IB Systems. What were the first steps that you took just for yourself? Right. Because I think there, I think there is a little <laughs> bit of a, our body releases these cortisols, right? We get addicted to that. So where did you have to kind of give yourself that patience, self-love, peace of mind to just kind of pull yourself back and let it be okay <laughs> to add that in your life? Because I think that's a huge uh, challenge for entrepreneurs and women, especially, right? Trying to just do it all. We're all trying to do it all. Absolutely, Natalie. Well, I want my story to really be an example because I lived through it. You don't have to. I was in the position where the stop signs kept coming up and I kept missing them. The yield signs, the stop signs, and I'm just like blowing right past them. So in each moment, we have a choice. You have a choice. You can either keep going at the pace that you're going until, hello, your body just is like, okay, that's enough. So for me, I didn't have a choice at that point. My choice was a few, you know, throughout the last couple of years, I could have, I could have observed and listened to my body. I could have observed and listened to my surroundings, to the people who are around me. Surround yourself with people who, oh my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> um, to answer your question, my brain wants to go into uh, into a little bit of a rabbit hole in that in that space. So you have a choice in front of you. You can either wait for your body to say stop, stop. That's enough, um, or you can choose to slow down yourself. You can hit pause. We oftentimes think that hitting pause is going to be unproductive. We think, you know, um, the Dalai Lama, he has, there's a story that he talks about um, where he, uh, his holiness, uh, it, when his calendar is extra full, and I think there was his assistant, uh, please don't quote me on this, but the, the gist of it is that his assistant came over and he said, okay, um, your, your schedule is so full, maybe we can cut down on the meditation. He said, no, this means I need to meditate twice as long. Uh, there's another example of that where uh, that I, I've been living by over the last couple of years here is uh, a person sitting there chopping a tree with an ax and he's sitting there for hours and days and weeks and somebody comes across him and says, hey, um, have you tried sharpening the ax? And he's like, oh, no, 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 I don't have time for that. I need to chop down the tree. <laughs> so, so the choice is really yours do you want to accelerate in that case you need to really do the pause slow down listen to yourself listen to your body not wear all the hats because that's not productive you know uh it's also it's also a little bit selfish because you are when you're trying to do all of the work yourself when you're wearing all the hats yourself you're really taking away potential jobs from other people whose power whose zone of genius it is to do those things that you actually hate doing so call yourself out on that and, and, and make the pause, do the thing that you're brilliant at and let other people do the things that they're brilliant at. Uh, and the way to find that is I do systems and then through I do systems, we'll connect you to that person. You know, you don't have to do it all on your own. Um, Keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Keep going. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, so <laughs> so that's the thing, you know, we. We as entrepreneurs, I think that one of the biggest components that that adds to uh, this picture that we build out this normal this this idea of normal. I, I hate that it's it's been it's been plaguing me for for most of my life. I've been seeing this since I was a kid. Uh, we have this idea of normal, and the way that we reinforce it is is we surround ourselves with people who believe that same thing. So we create this bubble. Now, yes, we create this bubble. We think that this is reality, but this is just something that we've created and our minds are very, very good at proving ourselves right. 
uh, right? Uh, so um, I think it was it was either John Kennedy or Franklin Roosevelt. Who was it who said that? Uh, I'm like throwing quotes of people all around that I, I love quotes, but I, I, I'm. Who was it that said that? Basically, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we create this reality around us. We surround us with people with people who confirm that reality. The way that I function, the way that I learn to function, the way that I am, I, I would encourage others to do is really surround yourself with the people who are going to allow you to step into the space that you're wanting to step into. One of the biggest decisions that Nelly, you asked about this transition and kind of going from um, from ha having my studio to be studio to, to the U brand. There's something I actually haven't addressed publicly that I would love to address right now because it's coming up and it's so strong. Um, so one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome in, in my mindset is that um, originally being from Russia, most of my friends are scientists, researchers. I mean, they're doctors, like they're, they have these incredible um, things that they're doing in life. And here's Masha and I'm a photographer. Oh, that hurt. Like I was, uh, there's a term in Russian that's basically a little girl. So little girl photographer. And so when all of these big concepts started coming up, they've been coming up a long time and I was avoiding them because in my mind, I'm like, well, who am I to do this? Who am I to go after this big picture? Who am I to, to change the world? Right? Because that was, co was coming up. I was being called to change the world. I'm like, I can't do that. It's, I, I'm just a photographer. What are you talking about? Me? No. And so when everything was taken away, when that was the only solution, this was the only thing I could do. Changing the world was, it sounds a little weird, but that's the only thing I could do because everything else was gone. And so in that moment, the people that I've had in my life up until that point, my friends, my family members, um, and I started talking about this concept saying, hey, you know, I want to connect with lead, with with people, with, with leaders who are changing the world. I want to connect with people who are building uh, the, all the pieces necessary, you know, um, and they're like, well, who are you to do that? Who is going to want to talk to you about that? <clears throat> and so I could either stay in that bubble and say, oh, poor me, well, me, you know, I, you know, maybe they're right, maybe there's something to this. Or at some point, again, you have the choice of doing it on your own or life can, you know, put you in a situation where you don't have another choice. Um, it, it starts challenging those belief systems. What if you could? What if instead of say, staying in your bubble of the people that are confirming to you what you yourself said to yourself a million times, so you can't even blame them for what they said, what if instead you were to take yourself out of a bubble and put yourself in a slightly uncomfortable situation and, you know, put yourself in a, in a, in a circle of successful people, put yourself in a circle of people who are doing what you wouldn't be doing. And at first it's going to feel weird because you're not used to that because it's outside of your comfort level. It's outside of what you've been used to. It's, as, it's challenging your own belief about yourself. But what you start realizing in that circle very, very quickly is that in reality, that thing that you've been associating yourself with is not really you. It's just a concept. And you can easily let it go and step into a new concept and just go <coughs> that way. Or you can stay small and, and you know, spin your wheels and nothing's going to happen. Be the squirrel in the, you know, in the, or the hamster in the wheel. And, um, and eventually life is going to say enough, enough. Well, and worse, and, and here's the worst case scenario, maybe it's not. And you say exactly where you are for the rest of your life and you get to the end and you're like, what have I accomplished? I've always known I was meant for more and here I am, you know, spinning my wheels 30 years later, 40 years later, 60 years later, you know, it's a choice. I, I think what happened to me as, as difficult as it was, it was the biggest blessing of my life. <laughs> it was the fast track to where I needed to be, but I could have I made it a lot easier on myself and chosen otherwise. Yes, I love that. Things have to happen in our lives that 
force us to move sometimes. It's like that Tony Robbins analogy where he talks about the dog sitting on the nail, right? We get so used to sitting on that nail. <laughs> That's our normal. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. That's normal. And then all of a sudden it's life's like, hello, I'm tired of you sitting on this nail. What do I need to do? Because obviously, like you said, you kept the signs were showing up. I think for all of us, right? We just want to ignore it. I want to keep going. This is it. Woo, I got this momentum or I don't want to slow down the momentum or whatever it is that's going on. And then life forces us to take that new direction. I always think of it as keeping us in our trajectory, right, of what we're supposed to go for. And I love that you address that, Masha, which that imposter syndrome of, you know, who am I to accomplish this? Well, we're meant to accomplish this. That's the whole point of it, right, of getting out of our own way and going for it. And so whatever's getting in our way, life will sometimes force that. So we have to. And you're a perfect example of that. So I love that. I love that story. And now you're using it to give back and you are making a difference, right? So it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. You know, last week we had a, a fellow author, uh, Kirk Nugent on, and um, it was about mindset too. And the fact that you can't stop. Um, well, you can stop. It doesn't mean you're is, is over um, because I mean, these ebbs and flows what you were saying makes so much sense. Made so much sense because, um, wow, that's I'm gonna say my takeaway now so far. <laughs> we are drawn to our perceptions, the perceptions of our realities. And we and we create our inner circles. So if we don't have something figured out or think we got something figured out that we don't, we want to grab those same like-minded people to reinforce that situation. And a lot of times, bad information just keeps getting swapped amongst amongst each other, you know, and in, in any instance. So yeah, I really stood out to me about that because he was talking about that, how mindset really dictates everything. It's not what you go through, it's kind of how you go through it, you know. I think it was Ali who said it wasn't the, it wasn't the the height or the distance in, in Mount Everest, it's the pebble in your shoe when you're climbing it, that's the issue, you know. How do you handle it, you know, it's all how you handle it. I like that. I love that, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that, um, you brought up Kirk because I had a conversation with him and it was similar to what Masha is saying today. You know, that mindset makes a huge difference. We are taught that we we have to grind it out. We have to grind it out. And we surround ourselves with fellow entrepreneurs who are doing that, literally running themselves into the ground. And, you know, part of what he was you know, just kind of, I feel like counseling me about was, um, you know, stepping into your your truth and, and recognizing that you're not meant to do certain things that you have to involve other people if you're playing someone else's role then that leaves a void for you so where you're supposed to be you know no one is there so you can't right. make the changes you're not going to be as productive but it is all about changing the way that you think about things the way that you look at things um, so I, I think you're you're spot on there Masha and especially as women we do that to ourselves a lot of the time you were, I mean, when you said that it was just like that resonated with me because I was speaking to fellow women, you know, women entrepreneurs that we do undervalue ourselves. We, we second guess, you know, what we bring to the table and, you know, we'll charge less or, you know, I, I want to step back and it's just like, well, no, this is what this service costs. And it's by doing that, you're just taking away the value that, you know, for, that we were created with and and that's just not right. So yeah, it but it takes a lot to get over that. How did you how did you 
you know, find, I mean, other than that, that pause that you were forced to take, when did it really kind of kick in that, you know, I have this value and I will change the world. I just need to take these steps. Shana, I love everything that you just said. Oh my gosh. Uh, so there's, you know, th this is, a, I, I love that we're addressing this because this is such a common thing to see. And again, it's so common that we consider it normal. I think this is one of my biggest missions in life is to change what we consider normal, to have it be, to have it look differently, to have it meant, to have it look like what it's meant to be. Um, as far as how I overcame it, and I think there's a very, uh, I found a very, uh, I'm gonna say easy solution. Uh, easy in understanding. Uh, it takes practice, it takes time, it takes patience, just like anything else, just like any new habit. Essentially, what happens, and one of the reasons that we um, go through this uh, this mindset of, of, of worth, of self-worth, of, of self-value, um, and the reflection, how it reflects into our business, because it will, you guys. We, we, for such a long time, we've tried to keep self separate from business, but in reality, how you show up is a reflection of who you are, right? Our, our mind projects that onto our bodies, projects that into the world around us. And so the way that I, the biggest thing that I found that helped me move out of that mind frame into, into a different mind frame is understanding that if I'm sitting there and I'm serving my client from a space of I'm not good enough, I'm not really serving that client. This is about me. This is about my ego. This is about my own insecurity. Yeah, I'm not here to serve my client. So what I did, what I'm encouraging, you know, our, our, our viewer to do is really evaluate who are you here to serve? What are you really, what is your why? What is your deepest purpose for what you are doing? Who is it that you're here to help? Because I don't, I, it doesn't matter what you're selling, how you're selling it, your service, your product. It doesn't matter. You are here to solve a problem. Make it about them. Make it about the person. Um, my biggest sale. So there was a big, a big transition, even in my, my photography studio where, uh, I at first was conforming to the reality of the photographers around the area and the, the talk around that. And please apply this to your industry because this truly applies to any and all industries. Um, in my industry, people said, oh, well, everybody's a photographer. Everybody has a camera. Anytime you say I'm a photographer to somebody, you have some, you know, oh, my aunt, my brother, my cousin, my you know, so my, my neighbor is a photographer, right? And so we hear that and the way that we interpret it, the story that we're telling ourselves is that, oh, well, since everybody's a photographer, I'm in competition with everybody. Hey, people will do it for free. So if you want to compete with free, go for it. But I don't see how that's going to help you or the people you're here to serve or, you know, provide you the income to be able to get better at what you're doing, get serve more people, you know? Um, and so, at some point I was sitting in my small model that was like everybody else. And I got lucky. I met the mentor and the, and the people that were uh, working with her who challenged us this. And I said, Hey, you know what? You could actually make a living doing this. This isn't just a hobby, you know? And so their pricing model added, let's see here. <laughs> added a couple of zeros at the end <laughs> to say the least. Right. Um, which, which was terrifying because that's not what my, my reality of my industry showed me the reality that I showed myself through, you know, the people I surround myself with. And so when I bumped my prices to that point, we, you know, um, one of the most terrifying moments in my life. And I remember the very first client I had with that, my, with, with, with these new pricing prices. And what my mentor told me is like, okay, you, you, you start with the highest price first. So you start with the highest package, you go down from there. And an hour before my client came in, I remember I was pacing my house, I was pacing my studio, 
and I'm so sorry. I felt like I was gonna throw up. I was, I was literally, I was like, okay, I, I, I literally cannot speak this number out loud. I cannot say this out loud. Like, who do I think I am? All the, you know, all the, uh, all the self talk comes in. Mm -hmm. And it was the weirdest moment because all of a sudden, so I, I was in it, and then I took a step back and I was observing myself going through this mental process. And it was this, it was a pause, right? It was the pause that I mentioned before. And it was this idea of, okay, what am I actually here doing? Am I here? Is this about me or is this about them? Am I here to serve them or am I here to serve me? And an hour before the call, changed my perspective. I'm like, how can I serve the client the most? They bought the biggest package. This is the first client I had with the new system, bought the biggest package. They left. I, I, I went back to like my, my whole like spinning out, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, having a full breakdown. It, it happens. But that's the thing is, you know, when you make it about the person that you're serving, you are creating a win-win-win outcome. And it's not helping anybody if you're sitting there stuck in, you know, in, in your own ego and, and, and in the things that, uh, that really don't matter. So heal that, do whatever you need to do on your end, address it, you know, don't hide from it. But really, in the end of the day, it's really about who you're here to serve. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The first it. person that had to be sold was you, right? The first person you have to sell is ourselves. Cause if we can't sell ourselves on it, we definitely can't sell anybody else on it. Right. Exactly. So that's awesome. I love it. What a great story. So we're going to go into a quick break and then we'll be back going over management and leadership development with Pasha, with Masha Pavlova of U brand. We'll be right back. Small businesses are America. For more than a hundred years, BBB has stood alongside small businesses. While many things have changed, BBB's steadfast dedication to businesses has not. BBB's consultative business support helps build better business through enhanced online reputation, healthy growth, and ready-to-buy customers. Build better with BBB today. Wise man once asked, what if starting a business was like jumping out of a plane? And like 76% of businesses, what if 76% of parachutes failed before you reached the destination? What about those of you who have already jumped? Well, you may still have time to check your business. Pillar5.com, where businesses get it right. I use Colette Portis's goalie system, but don't take my word for it. Hear it from others who know it works. So the goalie system and Colette helped me develop a plan for my business, a very systematic approach to growing my business, and it helped me find clarity as to who I serve and what it is exactly that I do. Goalie provided me clarity on my business and helped me put together a structure to actually implement a plan that would make our business successful. I experienced Colette through the MBA for CEOs and one of the tools they used was her goalie book and subsequent workbook. And I will have to say that that system 
that she created is, quite frankly, ingenious. Are you ready to grow your team, increase your revenue, and build your legacy? Let Goalie guide you to success. Order your Goalie bundle today at Amazon.com or ColettePortis.com. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. Welcome back to the Better Your Business Show. We have Masha Pavlova with the U Brand and MTV Studios in the house. We also have Todd Social, Chief Marketing Officer for ID Systems here. Welcome back to the show, Masha and Todd. Welcome. We're happy to have you here this morning. Happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. So we did actually have a question for you, Masha, which was how do we identify business work from productivity? Oh, that's a really good question. So, <laughs> I love that. So here's my approach to that. My approach to that is really in alignment. Alignment to your purpose, alignment to your superpower, right? What is it that you love doing? So many of us do things just because we can. We all have skill sets. Um, what I've learned over um, over my working with clients and observing uh, incredible business owners that uh, doing incredible things that what they do and also uh, business owners that kind of get stuck in that trap is the difference is really uh, allowing yourself the discernment of what is it that is on your zone of genius just because you can do something doesn't mean you should um, on one hand we I can identify that life uses all of us right all of the pieces that you've gathered over a lifetime so uh, all of your experiences amount to who you are now at the same time what if you could only be doing what you absolutely love Right. Well, you might say, well, in my business, there are other things that I absolutely have to do because that's business and I need to do these things. Well, anything that you do that's outside of your zone of genius is taking away from the business, is taking away from from your purpose, is taking away from what you're here to do. So how can you create a system? How can you create a system of support to be able to offset the things that you are that are not in your zone of genius? Because guess what? They're in somebody else's zone of genius. So allow them to do their job. Uh, align yourself with those people through uh, I do systems through the U brand and really allow yourself to specifically focus on what it is that you love doing and what is what you do best. I love that you said that it just reminded me of Andy Stanley had a quote only do what only you can do. And that was and, and when I read that the first time it was an amazing revelation. It was just like Oh my God, that makes so much sense. I'm spending so much time spinning my wheels. You know, I'm that hamster that's turning around trying to do everything and I can't run a business that way. It's not sustainable. And then when it was like, okay, if I'm the only one that can do this, then I need to get other people in. And I really believe that that's what we're meant to do. This world, you know, we've all got unique gifts and talents that work together beautifully when we step back and recognize that. So yeah, I, ah. Yeah, Masha, <laughs> I completely agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, just to piggyback on that. So I was at uh, this Monday, uh, no, Sunday, yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I was at a uh, networking event here in Tampa. And they had a pro the Project and is the name of the uh, networking group here in Tampa. 
doing great work for the community. They really pool each other's resources. What do you do? What do you do? How can we do something together type of vibe? Awesome. I like it. So they had a young lady came. She came in from Dallas. Cherie, man, I can't think of her last name. Oh, man, Cherie. But anyway, she was breaking down three things in her dissertation. <clears throat> she says, you got three things to do. First, get CEO minded because your job is to create your visions, not necessarily manually build your visions. So get CEO minded Two, find people to help you do it. <laughs> and three, pay them to do it. And that was her. That was her whole spiel. She's like, anything other than that doesn't make sense. But you have to step into a mindset of, of a, a, what she was calling the CEO mindset mm-hmm. to understand you no know, departments and there's certain things people are going to do certain things. She's talking about how her assistant helps her. I mean, she was it got real granular. She was really talking to help people. I loved it. It was like a, it was like an uh, entrepreneurial hug of sorts if that can exist. But you can tell she meant what she was saying. She really, really did. Um, and and it hit me because even with I do systems, I get amazed. Every time something like I'm on a panel like this, this isn't normal for me. Um, you know, what's normal, what they say, what's normal to the spiders, chaos to the fly. But this is what it is. When you step outside of, um, of what you can do, then you can see what can be done, you know. And I mean, from Todd to Natalie to, Sh- to Shanna, Masha, even with you, Brand with I Do Systems, everything just seems to go laterally and just expands when you're willing to maximize everything by minimizing your ego or pride's involvement in getting it done. Don't worry about who did it. Worry about it getting done and turn into a different scenario situation. Oh my gosh, Sharon, I love that. And I, I, I love what you said. Shannon, you said the same thing. I want to address it because I can just hear our, our listener. Like this is what would go through my head hearing all this, right? Not having experienced it yet at the point where you're just hearing it for the first time or first couple of times. The objections that normally come up is, well, I can't afford that. I like it's just me. I'm, you know, how can I build out a team when it's just me when I'm just getting started, or you know, or I've been in, in you know, I've been doing it for so long, all of these pieces, and you know, there's a great book called The E Myth uh, that talks about that, right? Um, <laughs> but about how you're really <laughs> we limit ourselves by trying to do it all ourselves. So, what I would love to hear from the team, what are your thoughts as far as? Um, overcoming that objection because this was actually funny enough the the research i was doing for the book that's one of the number one things that came up about from experts that say this is what entrepreneurs are doing wrong this is what they're not getting yet so what what is your solution to that just curious Mm. i could take this one okay okay so the interesting part about this is when we talk about entrepreneurs um i'm glad tehran led with this because it's not just entrepreneurs, it's actually systems and larger businesses too, because if the framework of the person who's at the, at the top of the foundation has the wrong objectives or has the wrong mindset, then, it, then it's a top-down struggle for, for growth. And growth is not necessarily accomplishment. Growth is more progress and progress doesn't necessarily have to be a monetary boundary. I learned this um, dealing with Uber. There was a lot of growth, but there was just as much waste because everyone was not on the same mindset. Leadership had a leadership mindset. Marketing had a marketing mindset. <laughs> development had a development mindset. They Everybody was all collectively good, but they weren't cohesively better. 
And so essentially, I think, you know, what you're saying, Masha, is like, you know, if you're the leader of your company, whether it's leader of one or leader of 10 or leader of 100, the principles are exactly the same. If you're growing inside, then everyone else will grow around you or else you'll have micro moments of growth where it feels like it's a, you know, okay. But this is why I say like Uber 2.0 is better because they had to shift to diversity to understand their growth. You know, they had to expand their mindset because their mindset was very isolated based upon the founder's mindset and not necessarily the company's growth. And so a lot of the of that diversity in their company has actually made the essential change. And I think it actually starts with that individual. So you as an individual, I think as you're growing, it's not about, it is about paying those people, you know, that you find, but it's also finding yourself in those people so then they can actually grow with you. Because if you find yourself in those people, then they'll grow. And that's a hard thing to pill to swallow because you're trying to assess your growth in them at, alongside yourself. I love it. It's powerful. And it's a lot of ownership and accountability on the person in charge, <laughs> which is one of the reasons I guess maybe a lot of people aren't in leadership or don't want to be in leadership, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is not for everyone. You know, um, the young lady, I keep going back to her because she blew me away yesterday. She was speaking in a language that was so interesting <clears throat> because she was speaking for the collective. So I saw a leadership. I saw a leader. Um, she was by herself. She had came from Dallas. She obviously had friends or family that was in Tampa, whatever the case is. But she was kind of walking her path. And as she's walking her path, it was no it was she had accomplished everything she had wanted to accomplish long before she got in front of this particular audience. But her rise happened to be just particularly quick. Um, in regards to, let's say, the message I was bringing that same day more about pacing and mission driven and, you know, but I understood the, um, the the urgency that she was saying, because once you know the data, once you have the information, once you have the formula, or as Todd would say, once you know the system or you're willing to implement a system, then the inevitable can be seen and we just do it. We just keep trying to figure it out and find new ways. Um, we're grabbing people who like, how'd you say, uh, Masha, we are grab we're gravitating towards people who are uh, realizing our perception of reality, causing us to realize that or to only focus on that. Um, so there's just this big objective truth that has to happen. We, Lauren Hill said in a rhyme, I forget the name of it, but she said, uh, she was, I think she was quoting her mother. She said, people lie to God every day. What makes you think they're not going to lie to you? <laughs> you know? And we lie to ourselves because of what feels good at the moment. But in business, there's no, there's, there's no, it's really ones and zeros. And, you know, it's really show and prove what it is or what it's not. And you can't, you can do that better the more you're in tune with yourself and around people who are in tune with themselves. So then the conversation isn't awkward. You're not, less defensiveness is there. There's so many elements that don't exist that you don't know don't exist when you're just not dealing with them. You don't even realize that they're they have weight to them until you kind of go through that shift. So, I mean, like there's something about dialogue in the year. I know people that watch the show and they love it. But man, yesterday was for me is being around people. There's a connection that's there and it's more than just the information that we're reading. There's kind of a walk that goes through it. There's a ditty you can add to your bop, if you will. I'm going to go on mute because I'm going way left. 
<laughs> Masha, when you um, asked the question about how to overcome that objection, one of the first things that came to mind for me is it's recognizing that, you know, how can I afford to do it? Well, how can you afford not to do it? Because the reality is, you know, you know, for me, it's, you know, I, I think of, you know, biblically where there's no vision, the people perish. And as CEO, your job is to cast vision and provide resources. And part of that is looking and seeing, you know, instead of spending the money on getting the most expensive package of this software and that software, and then spending all of the time that you have trying to learn how to do everything, you could have spent that money. Look at what you've got in your you know, toolbox. Look at what you've got available to you and then just find someone. And also with that vision, that's the reason that a lot of us are here, you know, is just hearing the vision of our CEO and saying, yeah, I want to jump in on that journey and I'm willing to give you my time. I'm willing to invest myself in this and it doesn't cost you that much or it doesn't, you know, it's it's working things out, but it's looking at it and then just opening your mouth and asking for help as well. You know, I advise a lot of clients that I speak with, talk to people find out who you have available. You've got a lot of things, but if you let them know exactly what's expected, exactly what you need, you'd be surprised at how many people are willing to jump on that journey with you because they catch hold of your vision. So yeah, you can't afford not to hire people when you need them. You can't afford not to be the CEO of your company if that's what you were called to do. Cast the vision and people and resources will come to you. Brilliant. Drop the mic right there, Shannon. Right, right. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. It's like magic. <laughs> Masha, I heard a lot when you were talking about, um, um, and I was another book. It's like I only read three books, only referenced three books, it seems like. And I still can't remember. Oh, Super Rich. I remember now. It's Carlton put on the scene last week. But um, Russell Simmons. Um, he was talking about being a service provider again, and you were kind of still talking about that. Uh, well, you were talking about our self value. You're talking about women having an issue with self value. I'm here to say that goes beyond women, but I definitely understand this is a truth, but the relationship of self value and then your engagement into the market of society is so relevant and in your placement of how you think you ought to think ought not to think barriers, no barriers. You know, when I was doing um, sales training in Tampa years ago, there would always there would come a point in time there'd be a lull in the room. There would be no sales. There'd be bottom of penny leads. Everybody's getting cussed out. Don't call me. It's like nobody's even talking. It's just an automated dial. It was like a boiler room. <clears throat> and of course, the manager at the time, not the manager, the owner would come in. Or the tech guy from IT would come in and say, "Okay, guys, we just dropped a fresh batch of brand new leads. These are hot off the press. Something like that." Because he had a lot of head heavy hitters and, and, uh, and sharks inside the room. And so everybody would get postured to start making all these ridiculous sales and nothing would happen. Um, I mean, there'll be a, a the lull will go away for a second, but then nothing would happen because it was not, actually nothing there. And there was something I would consistently find myself saying in critical times like that. I mean, when heavy hitters are pissed, they typically don't ever get pissed. You always got a core of people that's going to be all right. Sometimes you have where everybody's like, man, forget this. They want to flip the desk. And uh, like, there's something, um, <laughs> there's a, there's a idea that, that I've heard. I like to share. I heard, I think it was Russell Brunson 
I keep saying Russell Brunson, Russell Branson, I think his name, Russell, Russell Brand. It was Russell Brand. He was saying um, how when you look at your hands, you know that's not you because you can see them. So that, that right there kills it. So your hands can't be you. Yeah, they're my hands, but they can't be me. You chop off my hands, I'm still here. So those are my hands. It's like, this is my hat. I never think I'm the hat. Get in the car and drive. I never think I'm the car. I'm just steering the car. So the body's kind of like the same way. It's the shell that we identify with because we see it in the mirror every day. So we start to think that's us. But if I name my daughter, like I tell her, Nubia, you can't be Nubia. Who are you before I named you that? So this place of existence. Um, I, so I will quickly say this kind of story like that, then go to the 300 movie of Spartan. Everybody remembered that. So I said, imagine Leonidas going through all 300 of those soldiers, and then you drop a headset in front of him. He says, I can't make a say I can't. It wouldn't make sense because he can do so much. We just forget who we are, and then any uh, task becomes starts creating levels of difficulty. But then when we kind of get back in line with who we are and other people who feel the same way about that whole thing, all agendas become something different. You start being real, real specific about your association and your time. But then you start realizing the power that's inside of the magic wands, you know, all that little sparkly stuff in you guys' eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Saran, you're hitting the nail right on the head because here's, like just brilliant, 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 brilliant. Um, there's a uh, there's a, a part that has come through, and I, again, it's an observation that I've had from from when I was when I was a child. It's, it's almost like a it was. It was so fascinating to me. I started doing research since I was, as long as I can remember, actually. Uh, we we use these things as crutches. We use these things to disconnect from who we are because we're uh, we're afraid of that space of what if, right? What if what if I can't do it? What if I can? And so the busyness, what we tell the world, what we even tell ourselves, it's it's a way to distract ourselves from 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 that part that we need to pay attention to. So it's a crutch. Um, uh, there's a, there's a, you know, we're talking about these really big concepts. I want to take it to something practical for a second because it's, it's a, just so, it's just so our listener can see it a little bit better. Um, in my photography world, right? It's, you're going to say this, you're going to get this right away. Um, as I said, I mainly work with women, and uh, when I got started, the women, the, the people I would get is, is families, and the women would give me their kids and say, I don't want to be in the photos. Um, threw me off because I'm like, here's this gorgeous woman, heck of a story. She doesn't feel worthy to be in front of the camera with her kids. What broke my brain a little bit. I tried to problem solve for that. And in that problem solving, um, I asked a lot of questions. I asked her, what, what is the problem? Like, why not? Right. And she would same, same, um, same woman, different face, same thing that she would say. It's either I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to change my clothes. I don't have time. I need to change my hair. I would, you know, those, those same excuses that we have. And in trying to address those, what I realized is we, those are things that she's not just selling to me because fixing those things, I'm like, I can address every single one of those things through my work, through my studio, through what I can provide through my service. And yet that's not going to change the outcome. You know, um, uh, we're just having this conversation with, with Carlton, right. With I do systems and, uh, about money, right. The perception that, oh, this is going to fix everything. I just need more money. I just need more money in my business. doesn't really fix the problem. Right. So the thing that we're telling the world we're telling ourselves it's a distraction so what i if if you can take one thing away from this episode i want you to actually step back far enough and see are is what i'm doing an excuse to not be myself to not actually do the thing that i'm really called out to do uh is this actually keeping me busy uh as a distraction uh and is there something more i should be doing right now is there something more i should be focusing on 
I don't like the word should. Is there something that's in alignment that's calling for you, that's calling for you from the, you know, the depths of who you are, uh, and you are over here doing this other thing because you think you have to, and all of these other things that are keeping you distracted, and you're using it as a, as a crutch. Wow. Yeah, when they call it conviction, maybe you want to run off the show. I can't <laughs> run the show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Awesome. So, uh, Todd, anything you want to add to that? You've been a little quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm just observing because there's a lot of data that's coming out that's really good. I think it's I think it's important to note that if you have courage in your convictions, then that can transcend and translate to anywhere where you want to be. So essentially, you don't have to be society stereotype you can be the pathway of your own personal journey. And in that, you'll get your growth. But a lot of times, you know, we're all from different backgrounds, different places, different experiences, but we're like-minded in a uniform goal of helping people and serving people. And imagine the stories that we had to go through and we had to experience to be able to tell that truth. You know, a lot of people will walk away from their courage <laughs> because it's complex, you know, it's complex to actually step outside of your yourself, you know, as Tehran was saying about your hands, it's complex to step outside of yourself and be what you were meant to be, you know? And so essentially, you know, I'm, I'm getting all these nuggets from Master, so it's just a lot of stuff. It's just, how, how does a person translate wealth into growth except through the power of their own mind, you know, because we're all born rich. We just become poor because we, we lack the courage or we lose the confidence or we lose sight of the journey that was already set forth for us. Bang. <laughs> I know. Today was so good. So much wisdom. And today, Another mic drop. Oh, Masha, aren't you and well, Carlton speaking at the, um, where are you guys you. speaking at? That's right. right, that's right. Thank you, Tehran. So we are actually representing ID Systems and the U-Brand on the 26th of this month. Uh, there's a three-day event uh, through Udefine Wellness. Uh, they are our partner who take care of the wellness piece of the triangle I, I referred to earlier. Um, the event, it has three different tracks. The first track and the 26th is, is the business track. Uh, we'll drop the link. Actually, the link is down below right now. Please okay. check it out. It's free and it's going to have uh, us talking about what we're building together. And it's just, it's going to be amazing. A lot of resources and uh, it's going to be um, speed coaching. So if you need help with your business, come check it out. Uh, get the cool. free help that you need. That's amazing. No more excuses. No more. Right. I love that. I've never heard of that before. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that. Awesome. So well, when is it again? Say the date again. What's the date again? Sorry uh, so it is August 26th. Um, and so it's a three-day event. The business track is August 26th. There's almost also an HR track as well as a wellness track. That's a two-day. Um, so go check it out. All of that info is, info is on there. Register. It's free. It's going to be amazing, you guys. Awesome. Next Thursday, August 26th. Mm -hmm. How? Speed coaching. I'm experience that. <laughs> awesome. Masha, thank you so much for being here with us today. Definitely. And
It was great hearing your story and sharing the panel with you, getting some of that wisdom, hearing more about you, Brand, and we're definitely looking forward to connecting again on the 26th with you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so wrap ups from this morning. Why don't we start with Mr. Todd Social? Start in the corner down there. <laughs> I think it's I think it's um, duly noted that you know you see someone like Masha and you see her experience and her journey, and you see her her courage and her her convictions, and how that translates to helping other people. I think it's important for for businesses to know that. You can help other people while, while growing, but you essentially have to have it built inside of you to understand how to connect it to others. And what Masha has done, what she's doing is just, you know, to me is phenomenal. You know, it, it's it, it's essentially, you know, building your village, you know, and a lot of people forget that building your village is actually how cities and communities and historically, you know, uh, people grew over time periods. You know, um, it's it's a difference between building a movement, but it starts in your mindset. If you're a movement in your mindset, then your methodology will just connect that movement to the masses. Right, right, absolutely, yes, sir. Yeah, I, I plugged my takeaway already. All right, how about you, Shannon? Um, I think the the biggest takeaway I had you know, from what she spoke early on was about, you know, us as women, you know, for women entrepreneurs out there, just recognizing your value, not undervaluing yourself because we tend to do that. It's looking, you know, and just the mindset piece of that. That's what's holding a lot of us back, you know, as all entrepreneurs, it's the mindset. But you know, women, especially because of society, because of this reason and that reason we've been conditioned. And so it's, you know, breaking that and, and looking inside of yourself and seeing what you were called to do and go in full force in that, you know, being convicted. I, Kirk Nugent told me last week, he said, you need to be convicted like a career criminal, you know, and it was just like, you know, you can't you can't walk away from that. If you've been called to it, you're prepared for it. So just recognize your value and run full force into that, even when it's uncomfortable. Yes. Awesome. So my, I'm going to piggyback on Todd. I think that was mine, especially was just knowing that there's so many of us that are uh, marching to the same drum, right? March to that same beat, which is that we can have it all, <laughs> right? We can have that balance. We can have that health. We can contribute. We can do the things that we want to do. What, how is, is well, how do we define wealth, right? All of those things. And there's just so many people that are talking about that now about having a healthy, balanced, fulfilling life and enjoying life and enjoying the journey and being present. So I thought today was amazing. I loved it. This, the unplugs have been fun. And I know being that I do systems, we're talking about, <laughs> systems, but um, it's always great. It does start back with mindset and leadership. So uh, we have LA Tribune will be, uh, we wanted to say thank you to them and they will be streaming tonight at uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time live and 11, uh, 11 Eastern. Yes. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Until then, do something today that will help you better your business. Pillar5.com slash try. We'll see you soon. Have a great day.